It's time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, here on WJQS The Fan. Welcome in another Monday night here on Upon Further Review. I am Josh Dorman, your host. We thank you for joining us uh, on this Monday night. We're here every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, we hope you are off to a great start this week. And excited to have you joining us. 106.3 FM, The Fan, 1400 AM, WJQSTheFan.com, iHeartRadio app, radio.com, or the TuneIn Radio app. Wherever you're joining us, we appreciate you taking a couple hours out of your day and hanging out with us. It's a big week, a lot to cover tonight. We're excited that uh, in our second, excuse me, later in our first hour at 6.30, we'll be uh, joining joined by Tyler Turner, the head football coach at Jackson Prep. We will also uh, be joined, as we always are, in the last two segments of the show uh, from 7.30 to 8 by the judge hanging out in the valley, and he's going to throw the flag and give us his good call, bad call of the week. We will also be doing our college football playoff rankings. We'll give you our rankings and uh, give you our top four Uh, In those rankings, as last week the first rankings came out for the college football playoffs, we will also cover here in this first hour a lot of high school sports. We've got high school football going on, boys and girls soccer, boys soccer in both associations, girls soccer in the MHSAA. We also have um, cross country just finished up in the MHSAA, so a lot of high school sports to cover this first hour. We'll go through all of that with you, and then in the second hour, we're going to talk a little college football, talk a little NFL, a little NBA, so we'll uh, be moving fast, and uh, a lot of great stories to talk about. want to welcome in Bill on the board with us once again. Bill, how are we doing this evening? Oh, doing good. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. All right. We were talking in the break, the Saints, Bill. uh, They they lost to the Falcons. Now, the Falcons have gotten to 4-4. and But uh, or or yeah, four and four, eight games in. But uh, the Saints really gave that one away, didn't they? Oh yeah, I had a feeling they were going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, it happens, and it wasn't on Simeon. He did. He played well. No, no, nobody could catch a pass. For that, one thing that generally helps. You know, if it's if you're thrown to, it helps to to catch it. Yep. Um, but uh, we'll talk the NFL. We'll talk the Saints. Uh, little Pelicans, boy, the Pelicans are on the struggle bus down south. The last I checked, they were one and nine on the year, obviously without Zion Williamson. But I'll be honest with you, the makeup overall of that team is just not very good, and uh, so there's a lot to be desired down in the Big Easy for the Pelicans and for Pelicans fans. They face off against my Dallas Mavericks tonight, who are six and three, and Luka Doncic coming off a Big-time game winner. Step-back three ball. That guy is special. And uh, so we'll see what uh, what the Pels can do as they travel to Dallas tonight. A tough start for head coach Willie Green. want to remind you we are brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Live healthy, live blue. www.bcbsms.com. Also want to remind you that the first Monday – of every month, the first Monday night from 6 to 7, we welcome in Randy Watkins of the Randy Watkins Golf Group to have tea to green with Randy Watkins. We talk all things golf, golf courses, golf course management, 
uh, swings, anything you want to talk about. We talk about from 6 to 7, and we'll look forward to having him back in uh, in December. Visit. Uh, you can check out all that Randy's doing at, at randywatkinsgolf.com. They uh, have uh, Lake Caroline, Whisper Lake, and Patrick Farms, a great set of courses to join. So once again, check those guys out at randywatkinsgolf.com. I mentioned uh, some high school football and uh, want to, uh, like I said, from uh, at 6.30, we're going to talk to Coach Tyler Turner. He is the uh, first-year head coach at Jackson Prep in Flowood, and uh, they are in the semifinals of the playoffs. You know, the, the MAIS is about two weeks ahead of the MHSAA in, uh, in their uh, playoff system. The MHSA finishes the week prior – I mean, excuse me, the week after – uh, the uh, Thanksgiving holiday, and the MAIS finishes the week prior. So a couple weeks difference there. So they are a little bit deeper in their playoffs, but uh, we'll bring all of that action to you and and uh, tell you about what's going on uh, with each uh, with each division and who's left and what's what's going on there. Uh, local teams that may be impacted uh, and such. So a big show in store for you tonight. And once again, appreciate you. Uh, taking the time to visit with us. Bill, I got a question for you. What would you define a superstar? What is a superstar? Uh, well, some people would probably, probably say people like LeBron James, or even though I don't think he is. But anyway. <laughs> so when, when defining uh, a superstar. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman yeah. from the Atlanta Braves. Chipper Jones, people like that, that I baseball people I like. So we're going to get into this a little bit more with the judge, but I want to set the table for a conversation we're going to have later. I pulled up Twitter and saw a tweet. Now listen, Twitter's not real life, number one. No. Um, <clears throat> it's it's just not real life. So anybody that goes on Twitter and and, and you're one of the ones that's constantly – uh, conversing back and forth and 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 thinking that Twitter's real life, uh, I've got bad news for you. It's not real life. So now that we've broken that to you, I, I go on Twitter and I like to to, to use Twitter a lot for um, you know different things. I'm not on there and, and as active as a lot of people. I primarily check out scores, sports stories, uh, those types of things when I'm on Twitter. So something comes through my feed. I don't even know how it came through my feed. Somebody must have liked it or retweeted it, whatever it was. And it is a a, a youth football game. And it is somebody making a comparison to a youth football player to Derrick Henry because the youth football player is using a, a stiff arm. And it, it started begging the question, and along with the conversation with the judge earlier today, about how we anoint athletes earlier and earlier as superstars, we give them attention and and uh, and 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 build them up as if they have reached a level, and in my opinion, it negates the hunger to truly ever become a superstar. They may have superstar ability. But in many cases, because of how we treat them at such a young age, that's never achieved because there's not an emphasis on continued development. There's an emphasis on what you're doing today. 
Now, look, I have no problem. I have two boys. We celebrate their their accomplishments. Uh, we get excited for them if things go well. But but we are also not delusional in our parenting about anointing kids uh, as as future superstars. Um, I'll give you an example. If you were going to uh, 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 if you were going to anoint a young athlete in this state a superstar, there's the number one ranked baseball player in the entire nation that resides in the state of Mississippi. Now, when you think about that, that young man is, it's, I'm sorry, he is a, the number one player in his class. Uh, he is a, currently a freshman at a local school. Now, I want you to think about that. And, and I want you to start thinking, what can happen from the ninth grade to the 10th grade to the 11th grade to the 12th grade? Now we've got to go uh, either draft and now we're in the minor leagues, or we've got to go collegiate. If we go JUCO, we can go into the draft, or if we go Division One, we've got to go there three years before we get into the league. Think about what that young man has to go through in order to ever reach true superstar status and all of the things that could eh, potentially undermine his ability to get there. Some within his control, some not. My point is, if there is anyone that's going to be successful in turning young athleticism and athletic accomplishments, it's that young man. He's got the great head on his shoulders. Uh, he can really play the game. Uh, he's committed to the right things. But when we start anointing these kids, if they don't have a good head on their shoulders and we start annoying, anointing them as superstars too early, now all of a sudden the work stops. Uh, there's an expectation of praise where hard work is no longer a common denominator and an expectation, but instead praise is. Like everything that I do, I have to be praised for it. we got to be careful with this generation about anointing, quote-unquote, superstars too early. It's kind of like the whole ring thing for every Little League team that ever wins something. They're getting rings now, and it's really undermined the value of an actual ring in the high school level for a state championship or beyond. We're going to come back and talk high school football. MHSAA, MAIS playoffs are in swing. And uh, then after that, we'll have Tyler Turner, head football coach of Jackson Prep, joining him, joining us. You're listening to Upon Further Review. I'm Josh Dorman. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. If you'd like to participate in the show, give us a call at 601-366-1180. Upon Further Review, I'm your host, Josh Dorman, and uh, yeah, we'd love for you to give us a call, 601-366-1180, or shoot us a text, 601 817 
888-808-0106. We'll be covering high school football here uh, over the next couple of segments. So if you want to rep your high school team, uh, if you've got uh, some kind of uh, awesome individual performance you you witnessed last Friday night or Thursday, for that matter, uh, then uh, give us a call or shoot us a text. Let us know about it. We'd love to highlight that here on the show. We're going to break down where uh, all of the uh, state uh, championship brackets stand for each classification there uh, in both associations. So we're going to start with the MHSA, and uh, we'll start at 1A and uh, kind of go through where we stand, who's left. Um, they will start the first round this week in 1A. And uh, you've got in the north, Tupelo Christian against West Tallahatchie. Uh, McEvans against Smithville, Simmons against Okalona. That is the, uh, excuse me, the uh, Tupelo Christian is the Region 1, number 1 seed. West Tallahatchie is the Region 2, number 4 seed. In uh, the next matchup, you've got McEvans, which is the Region 2, number 2 seed against Smithville, the Region 1, number 3 seed. Then you've got the Region 2, number 1 seed Simmons Blue Devils will take on the Region 1 fourth seed, the Oklahoma Chieftains. You've got the Region 1 second seed, will take uh, Biggersville, will take on the Region 2 three seed, South Delta. You've got the Region 3 one seed, West Lowndes, will take on the Region 4 four seed, the Richton Rebels. The Region 4 two seed, Taylorsville Tartars, will take on the Region 3 three seed, French Camp. And uh, you've got the Region 4, one seed, Bay Springs will take on the Region 3, four seed, Ethel. The Region 3, two seed, Sebastopol Bobcats will take on the Region 4, three seed, Lumberton Panthers. Uh, All of that taking place, it looks like all of those games are scheduled for this Friday night. In 2A, you uh, have the first round already started. Kemper County, we mentioned uh, last. Uh, excuse, this is last Friday. Uh, Kemper County defeated Collins forty-seven uh, fourteen, so they will come out of that and face Velma Jackson uh, this Friday night, who defeated East Marion. Uh, Velma Jackson defeated East Marion forty-eight to zero. They're just out of that's uh, Northern Madison County. That was a um, a uh, a one. Excuse me, a two-three game, and uh, they beat them handily. In Region 8, the first seed defeated Region 5, four seed Heidelberg. Excuse me, the four seed Philadelphia defeated Heidelberg 32-30. to So uh, first upset, four over a one in that contest. And Pelahatchee, a three seed, defeated Bogachita, the number two seed out of Region 7. So Philadelphia and Pelahatchee will face off this weekend. Uh, you had Pisgah, the four seed out of Region 6. And uh, Rankin County School defeated Region 7 one seed Lloyd Star, so another upset. And then you had the three seed from Region 5 defeated the Region 8 two seed. Uh, Newton Tigers beat Mize, and uh, so that will create a Pisgah-Newton matchup this weekend. Scott Central defeated Amit County uh, 54-8, so they will match up with Lake the Lake Hornets, who defeated Stringer, uh, forty-nine to six, East Union defeated O'Bannon, and that will match them up with East Weber, who b- defeated 
Cahoma County. The Lafleur County Tigers defeated Potts Camp. That will match them up with the Northside Gators, who defeated Calhoun City in a closely contested matchup, 22-20 in that contest. Charleston Tigers have been on a run of it. They defeated the Eupora Eagles 46-18. That sets up a matchup between Charleston and Jay-Z George uh, out of North Carrollton. So those are two very close uh, schools in proximity. Jay-Z beat Belmont 44-22. And Choctaw County defeated Palmer to set up a matchup between them and Baldwin, who defeated Leland, and that rounds out your 2A uh, bracket. In 3A, the first round also started last week where it saw Enterprise Clark defeat Seminary 42-7, and Enterprise will now match up with the defending 3A champion, McGee Trojans, who beat Jefferson County 47-6. Jeff Davis beat Clark, excuse me, Clarkdale, uh, 54 to 19 and they will match up with Hazelhurst who was the three seed out of region six who defeated the two seed out of region seven Franklin County Hazelhurst won that one 42 to eight Tylertown defeated Wesson 44 to six and they will face off with the Union Yellow Jackets who defeated West Mary in 28-14 Raleigh defeated Wilkinson County and uh, Raleigh will now face the Morton Panthers, 42 to, who defeated St. Stanislaw, 42-31. to Cosseth defeated Nettleton, and that'll match them up with Yazoo County, who defeated Rosa Fort, 40-20. to Amory defeated Mantachi, Mantachi, excuse me, 54-6. And Amory will now match up with Independence, who beat Humphreys County, 24-20. to Winona will match up with Noxby. Winona knocked off Bahalia, 52-0. And Noxby County defeated Boonville, 24-6. North Panola beat Thomas E. Edwards, 60-6. And they will match up with Aberdeen. They're rounding out your 3A bracket. In 4A, Mendenhall took down Stone, 29-15. And they will now match up with Macomb, down 55, who defeated Lawrence County, 26-20. Moss Point from the coast defeated Northeast Jones 40-0, and Poplarville defeated the Raymond Rangers 42-7 to move on and face Moss Point. Columbia, number one ranked player in the state down there in Columbia, an Alabama commit, beat South Pike 35-7, and the Bay Tigers defeated Quitman 39-33, so Columbia and Bay High School will match up this Friday night. North Pike defeated Sumrall 37-27, and will face off with against Newton County in a defensive battle, defeated past Christian 3-0. to zero. Sounds more like a baseball score. Itawana Agriculture, uh, IHS, Itawana by IHS, defeated Choctaw Central 28-14, and they'll face off against Ripley, who defeated Yazoo City 35-14. to West Lauderdale, wow, beat Morville 72-15, to and that will match them up with Senatobia, who defeated Houston 48-30. to Clarksdale defeated South Pontotoc 41-0, and they will match up with the Louisville Wildcats, who defeated Shannon 37-12. And the Pontotoc Warriors uh, defeated Gentry in a, in a great game, 35-34, and they will match up with Caledonia, who defeated Kosciuszko 34, excuse me, 31-24. Now in 5A, you've got West Point. This is round one. West Point will face off against the Ridgeland Titans here in the area. That is a one seed versus a four seed. West Point, the one seed out of Region 1, 
matching up against the four seed out of Region 2. The Vicksburg Gators uh, will face off against the Cleveland Central uh, High School, and that's the number two out of Region 2 against the number three out of Region 1. Neshoba Central will face off against Lake Cormorant. That's the Region 2 one seed against the Region 1 four seed. Lafayette will face off against Holmes County Central. West Jones against Gautier. George County Rebels take on Lauren, excuse me, the Laurel Golden Tornadoes. Picayune faces off against Hattiesburg. And Brookhaven and East Central will face off against one another to round out first round action. Uh, when you get to 6A, South Panola faces off against Oxford. Region 1, one seed against the Region 2, four seed. Madison Central will take on DeSoto Central. And uh, that's the number two seed from uh, the Region 2 against the number three seed of Region 1. Starkville faces off against Hernando. South Haven faces off the defending champion. Uh, excuse me. South Haven faces off the defending basketball champion, Clinton Arrows. Uh, Brandon, Sam Williams, and coming off uh, just a – they've been hot. And we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. And uh, they will face off against Harrison Central. That's the one seed out of Region 3, Brandon Bulldogs, and the four seed out of Region 4, Harrison Central. Uh, you've got D'Iberville facing off against Warren Central, Ocean Springs and the Pearl Pirates, and Oak Grove and Gulfport round that out. In the MAIS, uh, you take a look at uh, 6A. Uh, 6A MAIS, you've got MRA and Jackson Academy will face off this Friday night. That's the one seed versus the four seed. And you've got the two and three in it. What's going to be a, a great matchup if it's anything like the first time these two teams plays. Hartfield Academy and Jackson Prep will talk to Coach Turner, who will be with us in the next segment, about that contest. In 5A, you've got Leak Academy uh, taking on Kapaya Academy, who defeated Bayou 26-21. And then you've got Heritage and Oak Forest. Uh, those four teams uh, will round out your final four in 5A. In 3A, Tri-County out of Flora will take on Greenville-St. Joe. Tri-County defeated Oak Hill Academy 56-14 this past Friday night. And Adams Christian School uh, will face off against Kirk Academy in the other semifinal. In 3A, Greenville Christian, number one team in the state regardless of classification, takes on Central Holmes. And Central Holmes, I apologize, but uh, more than likely the season is coming to an end. Centerville Academy will take on a local flair, Canton Academy, just north of us, who defeated Silva Bay 42-28. Prairie View and Sunflower, Claiborne Academy and Manchester Academy round out your 2A bracket. And Briarfield Academy, Riverfield Academy will face off, as will Wilkinson County Christian and DeSoto School in 1A MAIS. So a lot going on. A lot of games have already taken place. Uh, 5 and 6A will just be getting started in the MHSAA, and uh, there's going to be a lot of football this Friday night for sure. Don't go anywhere. We'll be joined by Coach Tyler Turner, head football coach of Jackson Prep, here right after this on Upon Further Review, 106.3 FM, The Fan.
If you're drowning in IRS tax debt, please get ready to take down this number to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. The IRS has recently hired private debt collection agencies to start collecting your outstanding taxes. Prior to calling Security Tax Relief, I owe the IRS $33,000, and my wages had just been garnished. Security Tax Relief put a stop to the garnishment and was able to resolve my tax problem. I walked away owing close to nothing. I would highly recommend Security Tax Relief. They saved my life. We can protect you from the added fee and negotiate your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can set you free from your tax issues. Call Superior Tax Relief to find out how you can qualify for the Fresh Start program that's now available. Don't hesitate. Call today. Call 800-711-5099. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. Call 800-711-5099. 800-711-5099. That's 800-711-5099. Taylor's near you. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we are excited to be joined in this segment by head football coach Jackson Prep, Coach Tyler Turner. Coach, how are you doing this evening? Man, doing great. Doing great. How are you? Man, we we couldn't be any better. We appreciate you in a very busy time of the year for you taking some time, uh, taking some time out to uh, to join us here a few, for a few minutes, and uh, thankful for that time for sure. Uh, talk to us about what's going on over in Flowood. We've got a couple specific things to talk about, but uh, but talk about your first year in Flowood and uh, and how you've 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 progressed through the season. Man, it's uh, it's been great. You know, the, you know, our, our prep community is extremely supportive, uh, and we're blessed to get to work with great kids um, every day. Um, you know, obviously, you know, it's a very academic school, so um, you got you got a bunch of kids that want to do great at everything they do. So uh, you got a lot of guys that are going. You're not going to worry about effort uh, and things like that because they're going to give everything they got, and um, and which which is you know. Uh, created opportunity for us to improve throughout the year, which which I think we have. Um, and you know, it's it's been outstanding, very supportive, and uh, great administration uh, that we have. That is, that is extremely supportive on you know all of our academics and all of our athletic teams, really. And uh, it's been it's been it's been fun, man. It's been a fun ride so far. That's terrific. That's terrific. You know, you mentioned um, you know improvement, and the word that I've been getting over the last few weeks is certainly. Uh, that the Jackson Prep football team has improved uh, throughout the year, and and when you look back to the start of the year, you know really a a, a really tough first couple games with Greenville Christian School, who we have here on this show as the pound for pound best team in the state of Mississippi, regardless of classification or association, and then Heritage Academy, who's now in the final four of the five AMAIS ranks, and and uh, certainly has a terrific football team. And talk mm-hmm. about the 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 character that your team has showed now <laughs> after facing those first couple couple uh, tough opponents, now winning eight of your last ten, and uh, and and what that's that's taught you about those young men that you're coaching. Well, you know, like you said, we we played a couple tough opponents. You know, uh, that Heritage game we played, we we made some we made some mistakes that a young team has. You know, we have twenty six seniors, but we only had three guys that had played a meaningful down before this year. Um, so we had three returning starters. 
So you know, it's uh, those we we had some we had some mistakes that you're going to see at a of a young team. Uh, now, as far as us not backing down and, and keep pushing, and you know, it, I said it says a lot about their character. You know, we and I told them I took the blame for those because at the end of the day, Grimmel Christian is a great team. You know, they they're athletically they're just insane, and you know that was what it was. But the next week, you know. Um, we have, you know, one of our starting receivers go down uh, fourth play of the game against Greenville Christian, so it sort of changes our offensive identity um, because we have a lot of young guys that are behind them that aren't ready yet to play at, you know, uh, this level. So um, we go into more 20 personnel and heavy personnel packages, um, which sort of changes our identity. So, and that happens with anybody, you know, any injury, you know, you got you might do some things different. We did some things differently. Now we're getting back to. Um, we, we, that receiver is actually back, and it sort of sort of made us go back to what we've worked on, and and, and really go back into our pen, ten personnel sets, and and made us a sort of a different team. Now, uh, another thing is we're we're, we're putting completely uh, new offensive and defensive schemes in. You know, um, we you know going from being a heavy power run team to going to trying to throw the ball a little bit and and, and get you know guys out in space. It takes a lot. It takes a while to get your receivers to understand. Now you can teach anybody a route, but what do you do? You know, finding grass, finding space, working on timing with the quarterback, and things like that. So those are just different things. And and it was my job as a coach to find out what we could do, and what we can't do. And I think as the you know seasons went on, we've sort of evolved in what we can do, and that we're pretty good at. Uh, so it was it was more. It was just as much of me as it was our guys. Uh, and improving and learning because we didn't have a scrimmage, um, you know, before the year or anything because nothing, no, nothing was set up on that way. Um, so our first game against Greenville Christian was the first time we ever had a competitive down. Yeah, you know, besides against ourselves. Um, so I think I think we have grown up. I'm hoping we're, you know, uh, hitting our stride and peaking at the right time. Yeah, for sure. You, you talked about the difference in offensive uh, philosophy specific to the previous years at Jackson Prep and and what you want to do now in in doing that talk about the development of your quarterback Paxton Thompson 6 foot 185 junior for 185 pound junior for you uh, in watching him I, I've been very impressed with that young man in, in his toughness and his ability to identify uh, you know where he needs to go with the football, and 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 really, uh, you know his ability to deliver the football. He's played at a high level for you this year. Yeah, he has. And, and Paxton, uh, as far as improvement, man, Paxton, man, he's a, it's a different. He's different from the our first game to now. He's just the last couple of weeks for him. I think the week before he went twenty three for twenty six, and last week he goes seventeen for nineteen. The good thing about Paxton is he's a competitor. He's super. He's very tough. He's a tough kid, and. He's not gonna. He doesn't make many bad decisions, so he's not gonna throw the ball to the other team. Now, did that create him get hit a few times uh, and him to run it uh, more than I'd like him to? Yes, sure. But, uh, you know, he 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 has gotten so much better of just learning the timing and learning. You know, uh, and with the receivers, you know, finding that grass and they, he's starting to know where those guys are gonna be. And you know, when you're when you're first putting in the spread, the inconsistency of that. It it, it, it it screws up your timing and everything like that. So now we're being more consistent in what we do, and and learning spacing and learning, you know, where that outside linebacker is going to be. Um, and he's done he's done great. He he's 
um, the last couple of weeks have been um, it's it's probably you know as far as my quarterback play from any team I've had, he's, he's played better than anybody I've ever had at that position these last couple of weeks. Wow, wow, that's great! So, Quite a statement. We're talking with Tyler Turner, head football coach of Jackson Prep over in Flowood, and uh, coach, you, you've got a big one coming up this Friday night. Uh, against Hartfield Academy, and if if the if this one is anything like the first meeting just a couple weeks ago, uh, everybody's sure in, you know in store for for one heck of a contest. Is uh, that that game really came down to inches? Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a very it was it was a fun game. Uh, it wasn't really fun on our side, but it was it was a fun game you know to be in because it was a it was a close ball game, and um, you know the atmosphere Friday night's going to be um, that's going to be a unlike any other i mean it's going to be great it's gonna be a great atmosphere coach bowman does a great job with those guys over there they're they're really big across the front and they got they have a lot of good players um and you know and they're gonna be fired up ready to play and i know our guys will too and it's, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one we're, we're excited about it and, and, and glad we get another opportunity you know uh to play them again because we uh we were we were close that first time and you know it, it's 17 to 7 with uh three minutes and 20 seconds left and you know they end up beating us 22 17 so it's uh that was a tough pill to swallow and our guys have been eager to get the opportunity to play them again and um and and they're excited yeah it, it that'll be a, an extremely fun contest with the winner uh facing the winner of madison original academy and jackson academy who will also play mm-hmm. friday night in the semifinals of the 6a contest of the 6a uh playoffs uh, Coach, when you look at uh, having played a team that close, and when I say inches, if if, if you haven't seen the replays of it, folks, uh, you know there was a third down play where uh, one of your receivers' coach catches it and, and and he's right on the goal line. Then it brings up fourth down. Uh, you go with the yeah. you know with the dive on that play. Uh, talk about you know just the mentality of your kids when you when you've been that close the last time. Uh, and and the idea that hey just a few details here or there can change things. What's it like getting your kids prepared when you just played this team just a couple weeks ago in a, in that type of contest? Well, I'll tell you the first thing we we, we have our guys coming on Sundays at two o'clock, and the very first thing I, I did uh, I had a low light film from the first time we played them, and I had a highlight film. You know, we did a lot of good things. Um, you know, we actually outgained them by close to a hundred yards. Uh, had time, you know, won the pin, uh, won the first downs. We, we, you know, uh, and there was things that we just we, we get to the red zone twice and didn't score the ball, and uh, you know, so we uh, they they are they are eager and they they, they know what we've yeah. done wrong. We have really worked on that today, just of, of little things. Uh, you know, our defense played a great good ball game the first time we played them. Um, and, uh, you know, the last three minutes, yeah. you know, we got to finish. Yeah. And, uh, and there was things offensively we did with that was really good, but we got to, we got to do a better job of the savage line of scrimmage. And it's sure. tough because sure. they're, they're really big up front. No um, doubt. But, well, coach, um, listen, we've got a hard break coming. Certainly appreciate you joining us. Good luck Friday night against Artfield Academy. That's Tyler Turner, head football coach at Jackson prep. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review on WJQS The Fan. 
Listen to us on the web at WJQSTheFan.com. And welcome back in upon further review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we appreciate Tyler Turner, head football coach at Jackson Prep, for joining us. They have won eight of their last ten and will face off against Hartfield Academy this Friday night in the semifinals of the 6A MAIS playoffs. Uh, he alluded to the last contest. Uh, it was a very, very close game and uh, literally did come down to inches in the last second. So uh, should be in store for another great one between those two. We had Coach Bowman on several weeks ago uh, talking about his Hawks from Hartfield Academy, and uh, those are two very good football teams. I've seen them in person, and uh, Jackson Prep has consistently gotten better. Week in and week out, uh, I've seen that as – as I've watched their team progress. And so, uh, job well done to Coach uh, Tyler Turner in his first year over there off of Lakeland Drive. Bill, we're going to change something up. Uh, and you and I are going to go ahead and pick our dirty dozen co- college football picks. Okay. Uh, and then the judge, <laughs> to save time, uh, will run it by him when we get him on in the uh, 7 o'clock hour. All right. Um, but before we do that, I want to give you – my college football playoff rankings. Now, this is – you have to take into consideration a couple things. Uh, number one, we're going to do this each week. This is our college football playoff rankings. Uh, they may or may not differ. We do our own research, our own analysis based on uh, results and, and, and who we really believe are the four best teams in the country. Number one, Georgia. Last week they were number one. They defeated Missouri 43-6. to And of the top four, they are the only team that truly looked dominant last weekend. Uh, I think by far they are the best team in college football. We've got Alabama at number two. Uh, they were ranked number two last week as well. Uh, they defeated LSU 20-13. to Why did they not fall? Well, they did defeat LSU 20-13. to That was in Tuscaloosa, so you would have expected a little bit different result. However, you always have to remember about LSU, even though uh, you can question coaching, you can question whatever, they're always very talented. They recruit with the best of them, so they have exceptional athletes on that field. Also, nobody took that number two spot from them. When you look at Michigan State losing, Oregon uh, just did survive uh, Washington. Ohio State uh, just did defeat Nebraska. I mean, nobody really stepped up and took that number two spot from uh, Alabama, so we kept them at number two from last week's college football playoff rankings. Number three, we've got Oregon. Last week they were number four. They defeated Washington 26-16. to uh, Again, why are they three? Nobody took four. Uh, there was, excuse me, nobody took that spot from them as they just moved up. And number four, Ohio State, last week, number five, defeated Nebraska 26-17. When you look at two through four, Alabama defeated LSU 20-13, Oregon defeated Washington 26-16, and Ohio State defeated Nebraska 26-17. None of those three teams were dominant in their victories over unranked opponents. So, you know, when you look at that, it's hard to jump teams over others where's Oklahoma in the mix they're somewhere in that five six range 
you know, I'm not sold on Oklahoma because I just their schedule is not very good. Uh, Cincinnati is not in my uh, top six. Cincinnati just hasn't played anybody, and they've played some pedestrian teams over the last three weeks and have barely survived the likes of Tulsa, Tulane, etc. No disrespect to those programs, but remember, we're trying to identify the four best teams in the country, and so I slide Michigan up along with Oklahoma into uh, that 5-6 range, and and then it really starts to separate itself from there. I think those are clearly the six best teams uh, in the country. Don't forget, you can give us a call, 601-366-1180, or give us a text, 601-817-0106. Love to hear from you about who you think your top four or who you your top four are, not who you think they are, but who they are, and uh, and compare them to what we have uh, here on the show. So Georgia 1, Alabama 2, Oregon 3, Ohio State 4 is our college football playoff ranking here on Upon Further Review. Now to our Dirty Dozen, we're going to get Bill and me out of the way, and then we will connect with the judge later and get his picks Uh, through all these games and try to save some time because we have a lot to get to when it comes to who he's throwing the flag and uh, and and his good call and bad call so Bill Michigan at Penn State Penn State's giving up one who you got Uh, Michigan on that one Michigan for Bill Mm -hmm. okay and I'm going Michigan as well all right Oklahoma at Baylor Oklahoma's giving up six yeah, I like Oklahoma. Yep. Okay. Bill's going Oklahoma. And that one's at Baylor. I'm going Baylor on that one. Baylor's been playing well. And uh, that's a touchdown game, so I'm going Baylor. North Carolina at Pittsburgh. North Carolina coming off a big win uh, this past weekend over a ranked opponent. And they are going to Vicks, uh, to Vicksburg, <laughs> to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, who is giving up six in that one. I think I'm going to go with North Carolina in that one. Bills going North Carolina. Had a big win. Maybe they'll carry they, over. They did. Uh, I'm going Pittsburgh in that one. Even if they are uh, if they're giving up the six, I'm going with Pittsburgh on that one. All right. Utah at Arizona. Arizona coming off their first win of the year, Bill, <laughs> over Cal. And uh, you've got Utah giving up 24 and a half. On that yeah, one. I think the Utes are going to take that one. Taking Utah and giving up the 24 and a half, and I am going to go with Utah as well, even though I believe in the Wildcats. Uh, I just think they can't strike magic twice. Uh, you've got Purdue coming off of a, a couple big victories over the last three weeks are going to Ohio State. Ohio State's giving up 20 in that one. Yeah, Ohio State's going to take that one. Ohio State takes yeah. it, and they take it by 20. This is a big one because this is going to be something that yeah. margin of victory, the the eye test, all of those things are going to come into play. And uh, and so I'm taking Ohio State in that one as well. I think that that will help the line as, uh, as we get a little bit closer. Yep. Georgia, clearly number one team in the country, going to Tennessee, who's coming off a big win last weekend. Who you got? Yeah, this going to be Georgia. Georgia, and <laughs> that was that one's uh, Georgia's giving up twenty there. I'm yeah. going to tell you that. Yeah, I'll still go with Georgia. Still going one. Georgia. Yeah. I'm yeah. going with Georgia as well. I think they're clearly the number one team in the country. We've got Miami uh, at Florida State. Big battle of Florida there, 
and uh, Miami coming off of a big win. Miami gives up two and a half. In yeah, that I one. like Florida State in that one, I think. Okay. Bill's going Florida State. Uh, I'm going – Miami's been on a roll. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going Miami. Uh, I normally don't win when I go Miami, but I'm going with <laughs> Miami. Uh, all right. We've got Mississippi State uh, and their kicker tryouts yeah. going to <laughs> Auburn. Auburn's giving up five and a half. Uh, that's a tough one. That state, you just don't ever know. Um, I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Mississippi State? Hopefully they'll get it together enough to beat Auburn. Auburn looked terrible last yeah. weekend offensively. I don't uh, think it beat Auburn. I'm going uh, Mississippi State as well in yeah. that one. You know, they're giving them five and a half points, so we can't. Uh, Arizona, excuse me, Texas A&M uh, going to Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, excuse me, Texas A&M is giving up two in that one. I think I might go with the Aggies in that one. Go on the Aggies? Yeah. Ole Miss has a lot of injuries right now, yeah. but it's at Ole Miss. Uh, and I say that uh, with the low spread, only two points, I say Ole Miss wins by at least a field goal, and uh, I take Ole Miss. Next one, Arizona State gives up six and a half going to Washington. I'm going go with Arizona State on that one. Now the judge just went, yay. Yes, the judge is excited. <laughs> I'm going Arizona State as well. Although Washington has played a lot of teams tough, yeah. uh, I think Arizona State's able to win by more than a touchdown. Arkansas at LSU. Arkansas gives up three. Well, LSU looked pretty good against Alabama, but I still think Arkansas might take that one. Going Arkansas, yeah. giving up three. Yeah. I'm going LSU. That one's at LSU. And I think this LSU group is going to come out on fire after closing, after playing uh, Alabama closely. And I think that they uh, defeat Arkansas uh, handily. Washington State at newly minted in our polling, the number three college football ranked Oregon. Uh, Oregon's giving up two touchdowns, 14 points on that. Yeah, I like the Ducks still on that one. Bill going with the Oregon. Ducks. You know, the Ducks have a tendency to kind of just fade away in games like this, but it's at Oregon, and I'm going with Oregon as well. And we will get the judges' picks when we have him on later in the show, and that will also uh, allow us for some time. Now, uh, he's probably listening right now, and he just heard our picks. So now he gets to dissect those, Bill. Yeah. Because last week you were 9-3, and three, mm-hmm. and the judge and I were 8-4. and four. So you have, I think, a, a four-game lead now in the overall standings. Uh, so the judge is probably dissecting those picks yeah, right now. Trying to come up with a new way as to he beat sits me. in the beautiful valley where <laughs> uh, I would say it's probably in the 80s today. Yeah, probably so. Just perfect weather out there. Yeah, and they don't sunshine. change time out there, so they're still in the other time. Oh, yeah. don't even get me yeah. started on the time change when it gets dark at yeah. five o'clock. Where are you? We've been dark for two hours. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Whoever came up with that? Well, anyway, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin, what were you doing? Yeah. All right, we're coming back with more upon further review. I am. Josh Dorman. You're listening to us on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, WJQSTheFan.com. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more in the second hour right after this. Napa knows. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. 
So if you're in your car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's Napa Full Synthetic for a hot $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 1231.com. It's time now for a pond further review with your host Josh Dorman here on WJQS the Fan. Welcome back in upon further review hour number two. We do appreciate you joining us and uh, appreciate Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. www.bcbsms.com. Live healthy, live blue. Well, we talked a little bit earlier about the Saints. And, uh, Bill, I think five of the six division leaders this past weekend, going into the weekend, uh, were defeated. And in in many cases, like Buffalo Bills were defeated by the Jaguars, who, you know, yeah, wasn't that something? are at the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Um, you know, when you look at, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Tennessee Titans won, um, the, the chargers actually won as well, but the, uh, the Raiders were leading that division going into, uh, last weekend, the Cowboys looked atrocious and, uh, and were, uh, soundly defeated, um, You've got the Packers that lost. Uh, Tampa Bay lost, um, or they had their bye. Uh, they lost previously to the Saints the week before. And the Arizona Cardinals, playing without Kyler Murray, uh, won to now uh, have a still have a one game lead over the Arizona. Uh, excuse me, over the Los Angeles Los Angeles Rams, who were defeated by Tennessee, and that was a good looking. Uh, Tennessee team they they really uh, had the full package defensively they played very well had a pick six Um, and then offensively uh, Tannehill uh, really did a nice job spreading the ball around obviously they're going to miss Derrick Henry you know what amazed me Adrian Peterson still playing football 15 years in his 15th year as a running back now he hadn't played some, all season. He, he'd been working out, but hadn't played. He's had some injury years, so it's not like he's played 15 years of just getting, uh, you know, uh, you know, three 300 carries or, uh, you know, 200 300 carries uh, each season. But he did have several seasons there where he was he led the league in yardage. He he uh, handled the bulk of the carries for his teams during that time, and uh, it's very impressive. I mean, you know, you got to think that guy's probably. In his upper thirties at this point, and to be doing that at the running back position, especially, is is uh, is pretty impressive. Uh, we talked about the Saints. The Falcons have recovered well. You know, they're now back to four and four after defeating the Saints, and uh, they're not completely out of that division. Uh, I believe in the NFC. You've got the Green Bay Packers, uh, Tampa Bay, and, and really Los Angeles. To me, is a better team than the Cardinals. The record doesn't indicate that right now, but the judge will be disappointed to hear me say that. But ultimately, just the way that they're built, and they just added Von Miller uh, defensively, which 
you know, once he becomes healthy, you know, they've already got such an incredible defense. You've got uh, Ramsey in the secondary over there. You've got Donald on the line. You add Von Miller. Uh, that's going to be a scary defense for the Los Angeles Rams. And so I think they'll wind up winning that division. Um, you know, the NFC East is unique. You've got the Cowboys, uh, you know, very much in control of that division. But, boy, they looked bad against Denver. And, uh, you know, that's a Denver team that that came into that contest uh, at uh, at 4-4. Four and four. They're now 5-4, and four, and they have not had their bye week. They have one, two in a row. But, uh, you know, they, they certainly did not, you know, look to be, uh, you know, a team that was going to be competitive at that level. The Cowboys had really been playing well, and, uh, and they just they laid an egg. Now, further up in that AFC West, you've got the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and is, there, is there any more dysfunctional situation right now? Uh, you had the Henry Ruggs situation, which obviously the team can't control that. But they, he was a number one pick. Then they just released uh, Arnett, who uh, was another high pick for them in the same draft as as Ruggs. And Arnett was released uh, because apparently, I have not seen the video, but apparently he brandished a weapon and made a threat in a, a social media video. And so they had to release him as well. That was their two highest draft picks in that draft class. And uh, certainly, you know, I believe that Arnett came out of Ohio State. There were some character potential issues when he came out, if I remember correctly. So when you take chances on guys like that, a lot of times it can come back to get you. And in that case, it did as they released him due to this video, and, and kudos to the Raiders. They didn't try to, uh, you know, uh, PR it over. They just said, hey, look, you know what? If you're going to make videos like that, you cannot be a part of the Raiders organization. And so uh, they, they've they've had a, a rough go of it of late, and David Carr didn't play well uh, over the weekend. And so, you know, we'll see how the Raiders are able to respond. They're currently uh, in good shape still. You know, they're tied for the – for the uh, division lead with Los Angeles and Los Angeles Chargers got out to a hot start, but then they've kind of come back to reality. Um, so it's it's really anybody's AFC West. Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars get win number two after going one in fifteen last year. So they have uh, they have bested their uh, win total from last year, and uh, they defeat a, uh, a buff the Buffalo Bills team that. A lot of people had as as favorites for the Super Bowl coming out of the AFC, and uh, and and boy, they they did not look good in that contest. And in fact, I believe that uh, offensively, that's two really poor contests in a row for the Buffalo Bills. So we'll see how things work out. Don't blink, but the New England Patriots, yes, the Bill Belichick coached New England Patriots, are now they have won three in a row. So after starting two and four, they're now five and four, and a half game back of the previously previously mentioned Buffalo Bills. Bill, speaking of Bill, Bill, what is going on? What is the issue? What do the Saints need to do uh, down in New Orleans to compete with Tampa Bay for that number one spot in the NFC South? 
Well, first of all, the receiver's a little glue on her fingers after this past weekend. <laughs> I mean, dropping five passes. I mean, what what are they they're asking Simeon to step up and he did, but when they don't catch the ball, there's not much he can do about it. He can only throw it, he can't catch it. That's true. That's yeah. true. They won tw- they lost twenty seven twenty five. Yep. Uh, defensively, they've been playing exceptionally well. Oh, yeah. Here's what's unusual yeah. about it. They just were coming off a win over Tampa Bay. Right. And that's that, they were, that was a win on an interception from Tom Brady, which you don't see happen very often. So they probably got lucky in that game, too, to win that one the way they did. But uh, So karma may have come back yeah, and gotten them this week. Karma got them this week. They were, I mean, they didn't even score in the first half. And it's the eighth time that they've not scored in the first half. Only the eighth time, so and this is a Saints team that has has hung their hat for years uh, on their ability to execute offensively, regardless right. of who their quarterback was. And the kicking um, kicking kind of let them down a little bit too. They're going to have to get a kicker. Yeah, you said Lutz is out. I, yeah, he's been he's been hurt. I think. Okay, and so I think that's what I heard that he was hurt. That's why he wasn't playing this year. It may be that he's in Starkville right now overseeing the kicker tryouts. Maybe so. For the Bulldogs. Or maybe he's trying out. It may, <laughs> I don't know if he has any know. amateur status left. But they've had like two or three new kickers come in, and, and the guy last, last week didn't do that well. So, All right. you keep leaving points on the field like that, you know? Can't so, that. let's go back to uh, the Detroit Lions. They pick mm. up Carton, Carson Wentz. No, um, not Carson Wentz. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, yeah. From So who got the better end of that deal? Stafford's with the uh, with the Rams right now, who are sitting at 7-2. And, and Goff yeah. is with the Detroit Lions, Stafford's who are doing, doing what the Detroit Lions do at 0-8. Yeah, Stafford's really happy right now. He's, he's got to be excited. He's got to be where he is. I mean, you can see, he's just showing you what he can do if he's with a good team. The NFC East is a dumpster fire with only one yeah. team above 500. All the rest of them are terrible. Uh, you look at the Houston Texans, you knew that was going to happen with all of the offseason drama that surrounded them. A couple of teams that I don't know if they're surprises, but the New York Jets at 2-6 and six and the Miami Dolphins at 2-7, and seven, you just felt like there was a little bit more buzz coming into the year uh, for those two teams, and uh, they've they've really struggled. It's amazing how... Boy, I tell you, it, it's so hard to turn things around, and it shows you the importance of leadership in your organization, your coaching staffs, making good decisions in the draft. There's so many things that dictate the ability to get an NFL team where it needs to be. Don't go anywhere. We're going to ca- talk some college hoops. Great time of year. College hoops right around the corner. This is upon further review. We'll be back with more right after this. near you. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Norman on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman, and we are moving right along here. 106.3 106.3 FM, 1400 AM, com. wherever you're joining us. Thanks for taking some time out of your Monday night. We're here with you every Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
and uh, we appreciate you joining us. You also can uh, download the podcast of every episode. If uh, you can't, if you miss a segment or uh, miss the show, want to catch up or re-listen to a segment, simply uh, search upon further review or my name, Josh Dorman. You can download that Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we certainly appreciate all those that are listening to the podcast on a weekly basis. Um, we talked a little NFL. Uh, we once again want to thank Tyler Turner, head football coach at Jackson Prep, for joining us in the first hour. We will be joined the last two segments, as always, by the judge. And uh, so we're looking forward to having him for the last two segments once again. We're going to talk a little college hoops, and it's a it's a great time of year for me. I, I am a uh, basketball guy, uh, and so I love this time of year and uh, college basketball getting started. And and certainly, uh, you know, there's there's just a lot to look forward to. I follow co- college basketball. We will deal a lot in college basketball on this show, and uh, we will see if some of the uh, the blue bloods that struggled last year. Um, uh, certainly, you know, the likes of Kentucky, uh, if they can get back to their winning ways, and uh, the college basketball schedule actually will kick off uh, tomorrow night with a full slate of games. And uh, there's some there's some really, uh, really good contests on the horizon this weekend. And so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun when we look at, uh, you know, who are the teams to watch? You know, what's um, well, obviously, Gonzaga has got to be right there once again. Um, you've got uh, Mark Few at the helm. He has really led a program that when you look at trying to recruit, the general idea of recruiting was, you know, you can recruit to certain geographical areas because of the allure of the area. Or you can recruit to certain programs because of the allure of the program. And what's happened is Mark Few has turned Gonzaga into a perennial power that allows him to recruit because of the program. You know, there's not a whole lot up there in Spokane, Washington uh, to get excited about. But what is there is Gonzaga men's basketball. Obviously, they're predicted to be first in the WCC. Uh, they return um, Drew Timmy. And uh, then they, man, they picked up the, uh, the young man, uh, Chet Holmgren. And uh, those two combined will present a lot of problems for other teams uh, in, this, in, in, the, in you know, that front court. Uh, I think Holmgren is 7'1", seven seven and uh, he's, got, uh, he's got a lot, uh, a lot uh, of ability. Uh, one of the teams, and it's not just because they're my team, but one of the teams I'm paying attention to is the University of Texas. There are many that have them predicted to win the Big 12. Uh, Chris Beard came over from Texas Tech, and that roster has been changed over, unlike really any that we've seen in our recent times of the transfer portal. Uh, They've got, uh, let's see, Marcus Carr came in from Minnesota. Devin Askew came in from Kentucky. Timmy Allen from Utah, Dylan Daisu from Vanderbilt, Christian Bishop from Creighton, and Trey Mitchell from UMass. Those are all newcomers from the transfer portal. Uh, in addition to, Chris Beard always does a terrific job on the uh, recruiting trail. And so, uh, you know, what he's kind of done is taken that transfer portal and used it as a fill 
uh, a filler, a, a gap stop to uh, keep them competitive as they continue to recruit at a high level and develop some of that young talent, much like a lot of teams do, uh, specifically in, in, in lower levels with JUCO talent. And, uh, and so, you know, that'll be interesting to see what they are able to do. Uh, very interesting school to watch is UCLA. They were in the Final Four last year after, uh, you know, not, not being predicted to do a whole lot. Uh, they return the guard. I can't remember his name, uh, but they also welcome in a, uh, a, a transfer, 6'10", Miles Johnson uh, from Rutgers, and, uh, and then also Peyton Watson. Uh, will be joining them from uh, as a freshman as well. So they'll be a lot of fun uh, to watch. When you look at the SEC, Kentucky once again picked first. The, hey, listen, that was a 9-16 and 16 Kentucky team last year. Boy, I bet Calipari just burned up all summer uh, after going 9-16. and 16. That is their worst season since 1926-27. Um, he was also active in the transfer portal and, uh, and obviously Kentucky and Cal can flat out, um, recruit Mike Krzyzewski's, uh, last season in, in Duke, they're picked to be first in the ACC and, uh, we'll see how they send him off. They have, uh, a, a high lottery potential pick in Paulo Bonchero, a 6'10", 250 pound forward. Uh, and uh, they also welcome in uh, or return Mark Williams, uh, who was uh, very impressive uh, for them as a freshman last year. Uh, going back to the SEC, an SEC school that made a, a significant amount of noise uh, behind Coach Nate Oates over there at Alabama. Uh, the, you know, they play fast, they play exciting, and uh, they've got a lot of guards, and they're adding five-star uh, they're adding five-star uh, recruit J.D. Davison. And so uh, they are picked to be second in the SEC there in Tide country, Crimson Tide. Uh, Arkansas is picked to be third in the SEC. Uh, you've got Musselman coming back, and uh, they're moving in the right direction. They also benefited from the transfer portal, welcoming in Stanley uh, Umedi from South Dakota and Audis Tony from Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, one of the things that happens there with Musselman is, you know, you're, you're, there's, there's some coaches that define positions. You know, you're going to be the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, whatever it is, and they play systems based on those positions, based on certain movements and positions uh, where they want those players to be. Others, like Musselman, they really play a positionless system. So, you know, their five has to be able to handle it. The uh, you know they're 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 not just posting up there. There's a lot of space, a lot of movement, and uh, and so it'll be interesting to see how they fit in. Uh, Rick Barnes has his Tennessee team currently predicted to be fourth in the SEC behind five star star point guard Kennedy Chandler and a transfer from Auburn. Very unusual to see in conference transfer, but Auburn transfer Justin Powell, uh, who was big. Uh, for them last year, and uh, that will be a, a heck of a, a backcourt for Rick Barnes. Auburn is ranked is 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 picked to finish fifth in the SEC, and uh, you know that will be an interesting Bruce Pearl, always a lightning rod. 
Uh, but uh, really, they're gonna they're gonna go based on uh, how Alan Flanagan plays. Uh, he is gonna miss the start of the season due to an Ill- Achilles injury, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. College basketball is on its way. There's nothing like March Madness, but there's a ton that happens between now and March Madness uh, and a lot of great basketball. As you look at the week ahead, some big-time games to pay attention to uh, include Saturday. Uh, There's a a big tournament, I believe, on Saturday. Uh, I may be mistaken there. Thought we had a big matchup on Saturday. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, looks like a oh, excuse me. Yes, Saturday night, nine thirty p.m. Number one Gonzaga is facing off number five uh, Texas, and that will be in Spokane. That's a top five matchup in college basketball uh, that will be a lot of fun to watch on Saturday night. It gets it gets kicking early and often in college hoops. Tons of games. Uh, Ole Miss plays Marquette on Thursday. Uh, That one's at Marquette. And uh, there's just games after game after game. And we will keep you uh, in the loop on all things hoops. Big time hoop season. I know it's SEC country, so right now everybody's still thinking about football, but there's a lot of basketball fans out there as well. Hey, speaking of basketball, high school basketball has kicked off. I watched a terrific contest last week. Uh, between Jackson Academy and Vicksburg High School, uh, men's and women's. Uh, Vicksburg took both of those. Vicksburg won the girls' game by seven, and uh, Vicksburg won the boys' game by four. But a significant amount of talent on the floor uh, for both of those teams and uh, just a really well-played, well-coached, good athletes. That That was a fun game to watch. High school basketball is happening all over the state now. You're merging uh, the the completion of football, and you're introducing the uh, the beginning of high school basketball as well as boys and girls soccer. So uh, fun times will lead us through the winter, and uh, we will continue to cover college football. NFL, but we will also introduce a lot of college basketball. It's right in our wheelhouse. Uh, we'll talk about each program, uh, some players. You know, it, it all blends together with the high school coverage that we do uh, as as we watch these young people move on to the next level. Speaking of high school basketball, one shout-out we want to give is uh, to a young man. And listen, I know this happens throughout the state. Uh, we When it's put on our radar, we, we always try to – make sure that we uh, put a shout-out to some phenomenal performances. But that is Josh Hubbard of Madison Ridgeland Academy. Uh, They have opened with two wins, uh, most recently against New Hope in their first contest against Clinton Christian. Josh Hubbard has averaged 37 points a game. In fact, he's had 37 in both games. 37 points a game in those two contests. Uh, He has been explosive. The young man can flat-out score. Uh, he is a scoring guard from MRA and uh, is very highly ranked, has some SEC offers already, uh, only a junior, and uh, is only going to get better. So uh, congratulations to MRA and uh, and Josh Hubbard, who has gotten off to a fantastic start. Uh, we are going to welcome in the judge next from the Valley, and we're going to throw the flag 
and give his good call, bad call of the week. So you don't want to go anywhere. This is Upon Further Review. I am Josh Dorman. We are on 106.3 FM, The Fan. If you're drowning in IRS tax debt, please get ready to take down this number to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. The IRS has recently hired private debt collection agencies to start collecting your outstanding taxes. Prior to calling Security Tax Relief, I owe the IRS $33,000, and my wages have just been garnished. Security Tax Relief put a stop to the garnishment and was able to resolve my tax problem. I walked away owing close to nothing. I would highly recommend Security Tax Relief. They saved my life. We can protect you from the added fees and negotiate your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can set you free from your tax issues. Call Superior Tax Relief to find out how you can qualify for the Fresh Start program that's now available. Don't hesitate. Call today. Call 800-711-5099. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. Call 800-711-5099. 800-711-5099. That's 800-711-5099. Near you. Upon further review with your host, Josh Norman, on WJQS The Fan. Welcome back in upon further review. And that can only mean one thing, and that is that court is in session and the judge is presiding. Welcome in. Judge, how are we doing this evening? Hey, we're doing well. I uh, I got to live up to that uh, lead-in song there, and uh, it's time to close or be closed with regards to the college football picks. Boy, I tell you what, uh, Bill has us on the ropes. Or he may have us on the mat, and he's on the top rope, about to go about uh, to jump off. Man. RDL, I think, yeah. is what they call it. Do, do a Jimmy Snooker on you. Look out now! <laughs> Look out! <laughs> All right. And well, you know what? For us to come back, it it could take something like the triple Lindy. Something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. The triple Lindy. Uh, that down. that could be pretty uh, pretty spectacular there. As is the weather in the valley, I'm sure. Oh. Let me tell you, it's uh, nighttime by the uh, fire pit time, and uh, yeah, I don't think if we even have mosquitoes around here. I've never seen a fogger, but uh, so yeah, it's it's great uh, time to be outdoors here in Arizona. Yeah, well, I tell you what, we have mosquitoes, and they are mosquitoes that are on steroids. These are not just normal mosquitoes; these things are bred to to grow. Uh, to a massive uh, 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 shape and size to where they can attack right me. Right behind catfish in, the, in Mississippi notoriety. Boy, That's I tell right. you, you what. Know, the best catfish <laughs> and the biggest 
mosquitoes. Man, yeah. that's something else. But fortunately, we have some companies in the area that uh, that can help us rid of that. All right, well, let's get to the dirty dozen. Bill and I have already picked. We're going to get your picks now and uh, and see where you stand uh, on these, and then we'll move on and allow you to throw the flag. So let's start with Michigan at Penn State. Penn State is giving up one in that contest. Well, I can tell that you guys, and by the way, you didn't tell me what you and Bill did earlier. I happened to listen to uh, it, and I'm going by recall here, but uh, do recall that you guys went with Michigan, and I think you've been hearing my preaching about big game James. <laughs> so if there's anything on the line, he's got a great record till it's a big game, obviously, hence uh, the nickname. So uh, this one I'm riding with you guys. I don't want to separate from Bill too early. Okay, well, that's going to be uh, Harbaugh and the Wolverines uh, in that one. So let's go to Oklahoma at Baylor. Oklahoma's giving up six in that one. Josh, I think you went with Baylor and, and Bill went with Oklahoma. That's true. Well, you know, I'm going to go with the, uh, who I think is the better quarterback, and I think that Caleb Williams is the deal. And uh, I'm going to go, with, again, shadowing Bill with OU. There you go, Oklahoma. Next one is North Carolina coming off a big win last weekend. They go to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is giving up six in that one. You know, North Carolina is one of the many teams I was talking with Bill off the air about that are one week on, one week off. I mean, look at the Cowboys. They were off. But in regards to this, North Carolina, you know, they were off the first four or five weeks. You told me the kid would get started, Hal and uh, and Mac, and they put up some points last week, obviously. But uh, I got I got to go uh, the other way. And so, uh, yeah, it was North Carolina. And who was the other guy? Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going Pittsburgh, absolutely. Pitt in that one. Utah giving up 24-and-a-half against the Arizona Wildcats coming off their first win, I believe, in 20 contests. Listen, they beat ASU by, I think, 20-something. And, again, you talk about the king of flip-floppers. So, U of A showed up for the first time in about a season and a half. So, I'm going I'm going with Utah. Going Utah in yeah, that one. I don't think the Cavs can score all right, we go on to Purdue. Purdue has been the giant slayer, and they are going to Ohio State, and Ohio State gives up 20 there. You know, Purdue had the great record of beating the uh, top five teams. I don't know if you picked that up last week. I yes. should have researched whether or not what they do the next week. That would have been a big tell here, but uh, I didn't. And so, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the Boilermakers. I I think they are the giant slayers. Going with Purdue, breaking from the trend. All right, now we go to Georgia, number one team in the country at Tennessee. Georgia gives up twenty. Yeah, well, that's not too many if you're giving. You know, if your defense is giving up zero to three, so I got to go with the dogs. Uh, strong on that. Going with the dogs. All right, moving on to the state of Florida. Miami coming off a big win gives up two and a half at Florida State. Here I uh, I talk about flip flopping and now I'm going to pick Miami to go two in a row back to back. So look, I'm going to go with the Canes. Look out, rolling with the Canes. We've got the Bulldogs in Mississippi State in their open uh, tryouts for kicker going to Auburn, who is giving up five and a half. Yeah, who, who did they pick? Did uh, 
does the pirate have a son or a, a nephew or something? Uh, they're going to show up for the kicks. <laughs> it's very possible. It, it's still open. Well, you know, in that case, I got to go with Auburn. I think, I, yeah, I think they're just a little bit physically too strong. All right, going Auburn. So then we'll go to uh, Texas A and M, who has given up two, traveling to Oxford and the Ole Miss football team. Yeah, you know, I don't know about Corral. Is he is he in or out? Is he? Do you know? Well, he's in, but he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, obviously, yeah. With with his injury there, uh, you know, I think A and M is just a little too big in the britches. I think I'm going to go with A and M to hold them hold them down. Going A and M. All right, we're going to Arizona State. Your alma mater is giving up six and a half and going to Washington. You know, we have a hard time uh, going on the road in the Pac-12 and especially the West Coast. Uh, and uh, didn't Bill didn't Bill pick ASU? Yeah, Bill and I both went ASU on yeah, that one. You, yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to break stride. And, hey, if the Devils win, good for me. If Washington wins, you know, good for me. Good so. for you as well. All right, we're going Arkansas, giving up three, going to LSU, who played Alabama tough. Wow, there's another one of those on-again, off-again teams with both of these squads. Uh, but I tell you, I think LSU does have more big-time athletes. You see the size of those guys? Uh, and their D-line was, you know, they were feeding all game. So I'm, I'm going to go with LSU here. LSU it is. Washington State at Oregon. Oregon moved into our top uh, five, uh, top four college football playoff rankings earlier tonight. Uh, and Oregon is giving up 14 to Washington State in that one. Well, you know, Washington State's a sleeper. They handed us our hat pretty well. Uh, but I do think Oregon is eyeing the playoff uh, rankings, and so I think they're going to keep it on the throttle. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Oregon. Going with Oregon on that one. All right, well, you're coming off an 8-4. and four. I'm coming off 8-4, and four, and Bill's coming off 9-3. and three. So we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, and now we're going to move on to uh, you've, got a, you've got a yellow hanky in your pocket. Who are you throwing the flag on tonight? Yeah, you know, I could break out the red hanky if I had one or the uh, – <laughs> You know, actually, I heard that that was a good suggestion. I forget who it was uh, that instead of ejecting guys, you know, we were talking last week about the the targeting and all. Right. Instead of ejection on something that's questionable, give them a yellow card. Ah. And then on a second hit, second, just like in soccer. Yeah, you, you get going, the yellow second offense red card. Going European uh, I think football. It was Will, Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp, I think, threw that out. How about that? Uh, yeah, through the media. So. Any, anyway, just thought I would throw that out there. But, uh, you, you know, I've uh, been observing, you know, sports for many years. And something I think that's the epidemic of the week, if you will, is uh, since when, like the old Andy Rooney, have you ever noticed how the players and fans in today's uh, sports, whether it be a major college or professional uh, have been self-anointing everything from nicknames, but most, uh, I think, bothersome to me is the the term superstar. You know, he, he's a superstar. You know, kids coming out of high school, uh, you know, are being uh, fed that kind of uh, 
you know, just diet of adulation and people selling them, wanting them to come to who knows what school or uh, get in whose uh, academy. Uh, so, but, but the thing that, yeah, Josh, I don't know if you agree or not, but I think the term superstar and the status has really uh, lost a lot of luster and a lot of weight with me. Yeah, without you? question. I agree with you. Hold that thought. We've got a break here. We'll come back with the final segment. We'll continue this conversation and hear the judge's good call, bad call here on Upon Further Review. Z-Quil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is made for people who are tired of being tired. I've never slept like this before. I've never woken up like this before. A melatonin-free sleep aid made with a botanical blend that contains clinically studied and effective valerian root, hops, and passionflower, shown to help promote better restorative sleep. Z-Quil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep. Sleep this good, feel this good. Available at retail... Welcome back to Upon Further Review with Josh Dorman. Call us on our caller line at 601-366-1180. Welcome back in Upon Further Review. Final segment. It's blown by. We thank you for once again hanging out with us. And uh, we are joined by the judge. And we're talking about throwing the flag on uh, parents, today's culture, and defining uh, superstars and what does a superstar look like and uh, I think that might go into uh, your good call of the week and and uh, and I certainly agree with you you know talk about your good call of the week and and I think they parallel well absolutely uh, you know uh, I have to say my good call of the week has to go to the Cleveland Browns I think for making an adult uh, decision uh, and one that I think other organizations hopefully will look at and, and as well as fans and uh, other programs, college and high school. Uh, the fact when they, they cut loose with a guy like Od- Odell Beckham, you know, so I'd say his name fully, you know, because he just goes by an acronym and uh, you know, it's, it's now obvious at this stage in his career that he's uh, not the effective football player that he was four or five years ago. And uh, even then, I think his successes were magnified, uh, you know, by the media on, you know, maybe one or two signature plays. But, uh, you know, the fact is that he, he's one in a line. And if you look, uh, the reason that I give the kudos to the Browns, uh, if you look at what they did last year, I think in the seven games without uh, Beckham, they were – uh, seven and zero, I believe this year. You know they they probably perform, and what it shows, I believe, is 
the chemistry of the locker room uh, doesn't really side with with the guy that's a me guy, you know. Yeah. And and I think when you're worried about how many targets you get, if you're Status is more important than the team's success, you know. Uh, I think that you're fitting into that uh, prima donna uh, category, and that's what I think about a lot of these superstars as well. Is that they've they've become uh, celebrities uh, and entertainers in their minds, uh, and grown their brands beyond what you know their their athletic uh, achievements are so i think this is a, everything from a worldwide soccer to a, a messi or a, you know uh who's a ronaldo etc uh, those kind of guys so you, you expect to have that at the top of your sports but when people start to assign who is in their groups you know hey then then you start losing if, if everybody's a superstar nobody's a superstar Josh. Yeah. So, you know, you, you look at a guy and we could compare, we could have a game and say, who's a superstar. Is it, uh, uh, is it Giannis or is it, uh, uh, AD? Right. You know what I'm saying? If you pick out of those two, you know, and five years ago, there's no question. AD wins the championship at Kentucky comes out. Number one, he's adulated. Oh, he only made the playoffs one once. And he, you know, uh, but he's still a superstar in the media's eyes, right. and that's just one of one of many categories. Uh, not to cast any aspersions on street clothes there, but uh, longevity, I think, and the ability to repeat your success uh, is the uh, element I think people are missing. So you know, we got a lot of one-hit wonders out there, and uh, you know, everybody has sometimes has a lucky day, a better day, things open up just right. But uh, the ability to repeat that, then I think you've proven you have the formula and, you know, you have this supreme position in, in whatever sport. So I, I think we'd be better off if we look at people uh, that check all the boxes, sure, that are sure. good citizens. We talk about rugs. We look at Giannis, what a great citizen. He right. checks all the boxes. He worked hard. He doesn't go chasing it. He's worked for it and been loyal. So I would just like to see a more well-rounded look you know, nobody ever says Bill Walt, uh, Bill Russell was the goat, but he undoubtedly was since I grew up a Celtics fan. But, you know, <laughs> as a kid, as a kid, he was the ultimate winner. Right, and he was the ultimate team player. Sure, sure. And to your point, when you look at Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, to to give him credit, uh, 14, 15, 16, uh, those three years with the Giants, he averaged ninety five receptions, uh, over thirteen hundred yards per season. Uh, and then uh, I think 17, he was hurt. 18, 19, he came back and averaged 75 receptions and uh, over 1,000 yards for those two seasons. And then it's kind of declined from there. There's injuries. There's, you know, many different factors. But but one of the issues is when you crown a superstar too early, you know, what does that do to them mentally and how hard do they continue to work? And I think that's the point in the longevity and the consistency that you're referencing. All right, let's go to the bad call of the week. What do you have on the bad call of the week if the Browns were your good call in parting ways with Odell Beckham Jr.? Well, I know we, we just pick uh, our, our games in jest, and we don't pick the pro games, but what a, a parody, crazy league that it is. But anybody, uh, my bad call goes to anybody that happened to wager or they've been drinking the, the Kool-Aid, too much Kool-Aid on their team uh, due to 
first half success and and a now longer seventeen game season. You look at your Cowboys. I mean, people that are analytical are like putting the brakes on a little bit, going, "Whoa, man! Wow, we sure can. When we shoot a blank, we can shoot a blank still. You know, there's still a little bit of the old Cowboys there. Just like I I understand, there's still a, a little, if not a lot, of the old Arizona Cardinals there. You know, right, right, and so. Uh, you know, I don't get too uh, happy when we look good. You're not as good as you are when you look good, and you're not usually as bad as you are when you look bad. So, uh, but but that my point about uh, the first half records and all, I would pretty well uh, be certain that there's going to be a couple of teams that come from uh, either four and five, four and four spots right now, maybe even uh, be below that a game if you're talking about wild card. But, you know, certainly some of these division races are still within a game or two. But uh, you're going to see a, a lot of teams that, that uh, due to various factors, maybe they were hit with injuries early uh, and at, certainly at particular spots, left tackle, quarterback, you know, certain uh, critical positions. But uh, if you get hit in those positions, uh, then you have to have depth, the ability to overcome and uh, that's why you got to look at somebody like the Titans. I know they lost to the Cardinals badly the first game of the year, and everybody goes, oh, man, they're going to stink this year. And, uh, and so I, I look out for somebody like them still with their their uh, solid brand of football. I like Brable, the coach. I think he's underrated, and he's understated as well. But uh, they play tough football. And uh, even with Henry's injury and all, hey, don't count them out. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Hill is no pre-banana. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that, uh, what's the worst loss of the weekend to you? The Bills uh, getting beat 9-6 to six by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who now have two wins on the season, or the way the Cowboys got beat and manhandled by the Denver Broncos? Well, you know, the biggest disappointment was the Cowboys and, and going from looking so, you know, possibly superior, you know, at the top of uh, Stephen A's top five list, you know, to, uh, to throw, you know, throwing an egg like that, laying an egg. And uh, so, that you know, that's pretty hard to overcome. Buffalo, uh, because the Cowboys do have depth, you know, and uh, they, they've, uh, you know, last week uh, with Dak out, they had the great win and then, this was just, you know, them being them, yep. uh, unfortunately. But, you know, they're good enough. They may be able to bounce back this year. But Buffalo, uh, I think the depth thing hurts them more. Even though they have some great talent and great skill performers, they're not, they don't have that depth, you know. they. Uh, so when they get hit, uh, it, it affects them more. And, again, in the critical areas. But sure. So I think a lot of that has to do uh, with what they're bringing out who they're bringing out on the field. And uh, so I'm a little bit more taken aback by the Cowboys. Is, I'm sure you are, are you? Yeah, you know, that was disappointing, but I think you nailed it. It's That's the Cowboys being the Cowboys. You can expect that out of the Cowboys for whatever reason. That down a million different ways. Well, look, that's going to do it for tonight. Judge, we appreciate you joining us. As always, the judge is with us every Monday night from 730 to 8, giving his, his good call, bad calls of the week, and throwing the flag. And that's going to do it for us here on Upon Further Re- Review. And we leave you with this. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields, 
And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Good night, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you right back here next Monday night from 6 to 8 p.m. on Upon Further Review. Provember event is back. In celebration of pros, we're offering special values on top tools to get any job done right. Head into Lowe's and check out the largest selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories. Right now, you can get a guaranteed tough DeWalt 20-volt max bear tool free when you buy a DeWalt 20-volt max drill or impact driver kit. Shop in-store or order online. Lowe's, the new home for pros. Valid through 1-5 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. U.S. only. The soothing scent of Vicks Vaporub. It's only one of the most iconic smells ever. That cooling, comforting scent generations of families have come to trust to help them feel better. And now you trust to soothe your family. Pick up some Vicks Vaporub in the little blue jar and wrap yourself with the calm only Vicks Vaporub can bring. Vicks Vaporub, always there for you.